There we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of ET Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me, as always, nobody. In fact, Grave Robber is here substituting for two or three other people. So, uh, thank you for showing up, Grave Robber. Yeah, it's almost like the comment section is starting to come to life. Yeah. <laughs> and today's episode is brought to you by Bruce the, Sa- Bruce the Shark Sushi. That is difficult to say. Bruce the Shark Sushi. See, you fucked it. <laughs> Bruce the Shark Sushi. Eat of my flesh, saith Bruce. Use code BIGGERBOAT for 10% off. I've never had shark sushi. I, I didn't know you could eat the rest of the animal. Yeah, yeah, you can. You can. Um, you, you can fry it. You can make shark steaks, actually. It's Ooh. just the fins are the, the fins are like the magical stuff uh, that gets sold in a lot of Asian countries. But yeah, and then the rest of the shark just goes to waste, which honestly pisses me off. Yeah, because you can eat the whole shark. Literally, everything in the shark is edible. It's like the- I told Mustard the other day. Anything's edible if you have enough determination. <laughs> Coconut crabs, sharks, your ex-wife's <laughs> shoes, whatever. Depends how mad you are. <laughs> Depends on how angry and determined you are. You can get yeah. to those Manalo blanks. If you boil anyways, anything long enough, it's edible. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah, it turns into soup. Uh, but what have you been playing? What have you been watching? What have you been uh, taking part of this week? Well, let's see. I've been playing your favorite game a lot lately, uh, Elder Scrolls four, uh, Five Skyrim. Um, I've been playing that mostly on my downtime. I've been re-watching Trailer Park Boys for like the 16th or 17th time through the entire series. And been taking part in a lot of just, just working, working, listening to the, the show, and... Uh, Oh, I watched the new Candyman. Finally, was oh, it like almost a year that. later? But that oh, one, that one was pretty, pretty good. I just noticed I'm missing a magnet from me. Oh, that's gonna bother me. Anyways, so yeah, no, uh, Candyman. Candyman, I liked it. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I'm, I liked it. Um, we'll get into that though. Uh, I honestly have been working so much this week. I haven't really been able to, you know take part in any real video games or anything i did watch russian badgers uh whole 2042 rant the battlefield 2042 and i thought it was hilarious uh and then i saw angry joe's reaction to battlefield 2042 and how he just shit on it how he was just like he was comparing it to battlefield 4 and how battlefield 4 was so much better and ready out the gate and i'm like i don't think you remember battlefield 4 then <laughs> I think you remember Battlefield 4 about a year in. Battlefield yeah. 4 at the fucking launch was so glitched. Was it was so awesome bad. with the fucking yeah. moon landing ladder kills and the ragdolls that go, oh, launching tanks and four-wheelers off the map. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like all of, all of that shit was in Battlefield 4 the first three months. Well, I mean, it's in 2042 also, so maybe he might have been onto something. Well, no, the thing is that he was comparing it to Battlefield 4, that Battlefield 4 was so much better at launch. And I'm like, no. Oh, no. no I don't no, think, honestly, I've played any Battlefield since Bad Company 2 that was ready to go at launch. And even Bad Company 2 had to have that first day patch because right. of the, the infinite ammo on the XM1. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, I mean, everything else, like the ragdolling and the moon landings and stuff wasn't so much. Yeah. No, 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 no fucking battlefield except for like five and one, which each took two years to complete. 
was ready at was ready at fucking was ready at launch. It was just, I'm like I'm just like I don't think you remember Battlefield Four. I don't think you do. Like a, a year in, yes, Battlefield, yes, Battlefield Four was really good. A year in, yeah, when you're already a C100 and you're used to all the brokenness of it anyway, like <laughs> yeah, nailing nailing hitboxes the size of a fucking penny to get a kill. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, with the revolver from across the map. <laughs> and a red dot. Yep. Boom, 44 Magnum, knocked him right off the tower. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, so like I, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh like a lot of the stuff he was talking about. I really don't. I don't get it. Um I, I mean like th- like the saddest thing, right? Is like Russian Badger is essentially you know you've seen Russian Badger. He's essentially a meme guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's 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 a, he's a memer. He's he's just a walking, uh, you know, vault of jokes. And uh, yeah, it probably wouldn't take him two weeks to edit that rant video if he didn't try to make all the Fortnite dances in the battle field <laughs> characters. <laughs> the you know the, the the amount of stupid that goes into his, that goes into his videos are are very 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 calculated and very very funny. Like he makes oh yeah. It's good content. It's especially if you have like a neurodivergence where you can't focus. Yeah. You'll focus on this guy's 12 minute videos, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we, we do have we do like I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you wanna do you wanna start off the gate with some previews or do you wanna cover a couple of things, then go to that? Man, you're the pro, dude. I just give you the money to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, well um, Man, because there's some stuff I want to get to, but uh, we'll 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 do it. We'll do it in a couple. We'll do it in a couple, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, let's just right. do that. Let's do that then. Fifteen right. minutes ago, I wasn't even ready for this, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's take a look at this. Very quietly, Microsoft told Apple that it wants to turn. Xbox exclusive games into iPhone apps. And this is something that we have been kind of kind of talking about, kind of not, how much iPhone wants to get integrated with Xbox and Xbox has been really just pro Android only. And now we might actually be seeing Grace Curtis, Vesvatech. Cool. I don't know what that means, but it looks cool. Um, so, so I don't, I don't know. They're finally kind of breaking down and saying like, oh, well, we can't, uh, we can't continue to just be Android and, you know, they're kind of going into iPhone as well. So let's take a, let's take a look at this. Uh, let's see. Microsoft was willing to play along with any of Apple's demands, and it even offered to bring AAA Xbox-exclusive games to iPhone to help sweeten the deal. And that's according to a new set of private emails The Verge unearthed in the aftermath of the Epic versus Apple trial. What's with The Verge lately? They've actually been cracking a lot of news. They're probably still trying to make up for that lame-ass PC build they did a couple years ago. Oh, no, I remember that. That was bad. <laughs> Dad, what, what didn't he didn't he install the whole thing upside down at one point? Yeah, and he just like throws away the 
the CPU socket protector cover oh. and he puts like half a tube of thermal paste on it. Like oh, everything about it was cringe. He called the ah. zip ties tweezers. Oh, and then he was, was like, so oh, this bad. is so amazing. I'm playing League of Legends at 160 frames per second. It's League of Legends, bro. It's League of you Legends. Can play, I... You can play it on a Gen 1 iTouch. Like, what? <laughs> I can do that on my phone with 160 frames per second. Like, you're not yeah. doing much. Uh, Grace Curtis, if you're a scoop, I mean, welcome. All scoops get a shout out. Love you, though. Thank you for being here. Uh, these games will run on Microsoft's Xbox Cloud. Uh, platform streaming from remote server farms filled with uh, Xbox Ones and Series Xs uh, instead of instead of uh, relying on the local power of your phone. I mean, it still kind of has to. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> if the deal had been made, you could have theoretically bought a copy of Halo Infinite in Apple's App Store and launched it like any other app instead of having to pay fourteen ninety nine a month for an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription with a set catalog of games and needing to use microsoft's web-based app store workaround i don't think these motherfuckers have ever heard of like game launchers yeah see there's there's the verge right there (laughs) 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 that's there's the shit there there it is right just just smeared just smeared very thinly but we finally found the shit uh There's the very, yeah, yeah, you're right. Primarily, Microsoft was negotiating to bring its Netflix esque catalog of the X Cloud games to the App Store at a time when Apple had gotten very touchy about cloud gaming in general. I mean, like, Apple doesn't like to play with other people. I mean, it's just plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, don't you watch epic rap battles? <laughs> I don't know. Like, if if Apple and Microsoft end up like coming to an allegiance on anything i feel like that just puts us closer to a one world government and that i'm not very comfortable with that oh my god i I highly (laughs) doubt i highly doubt that's the that's a possibility even in the near future disney's already working on it (laughs) the united republic of disney oh my god oh no uh Uh, but let's see here. We believe that the issues described here will create frustration and confusion for customers resulting in subpar experience on Apple devices related to relative to the equivalent experience on other platforms, says one of the persons in one of the emails uh, describing the complexity and management of creating hundreds of thousands of apps. So why don't you just do a single game launcher titled Xbox? There you go. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, there's already like an xbox app yeah so yeah, i got i got i got the same thing you know <laughs> why not just again you can cloud game off of the app that already exists like why are they overcomplicating this i don't know man like this is uh this is kind of dumb but at the same time we do know that we do know that microsoft likes to make things complicated well that plus apple users i don't want to have to open an xbox app to open a game <laughs> i want to go straight to the game I mean, I, I, I'm not that way, but I mean, I'm... Well, I mean, it makes sense considering an iPhone battery only lasts 20 minutes off the cable anyway, so... <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, some of them do. But I mean, that's they, that, those are the people that, you know, you swipe up and they, they have, like, all the apps open, like like on mine. Like, like, if, <laughs> yeah. I swipe, if I swipe up, there's no apps open. But, if, like, on certain people's, you swipe up and you're just like, oh, my God. Oh my god, you're like a Vegas card yep. dealer. It's like whoop, 
no recently used apps. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get on like somebody's like Nano's phone and they got like 73 apps and their Safari has 114 tabs open. Oh my God. And then you got to just. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like my Android. I can just hit close all. Well, I used to have I used to have a, a, a ghostwritten software that did that for me, but then Apple kind of got really weird about homebrew shit a few years ago, so that kind of went away. Yeah, they got tired of people jailbreaking stolen phones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, that and then that became a problem with Android, you know, because all those fucking uh, all those notes and and stuff got stolen. Remember that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they were just like, oh, homebrew it their non-stolen id like fuck <laughs> so now even 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 android's now cracking down on homebrew and stuff like that but i mean i mean th- this is all cool and all but i mean is there is there anything going forward with this i mean i'm not reading anything well there's a part where it says obviously none of this happened so i mean yeah microsoft rejected apple's new app store guidelines so that's fun yeah i mean <clears throat> So Why are we just, reading personal emails though? Like I don't, I don't, I feel uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> I feel uncomfortable with that. We're about to get swatted, bro. Oh no. Uh, so it says here that it's the, their proposal for AIPs, IAPs, uh, is that they still process all IAPs on their existing system and settle up with us either in real time or monthly, they're not trying to circumvent paying us. They're trying to circumvent a large, a large amount of API work. Hmm. Yeah. And it says here, uh, Microsoft proposed a version of xCloud that was not compliant with our app store review guidelines, specifically the requirements to use in-app purchases to unlock additional features or functionality within an app. Uh, the reasons for rejection were unrelated to in-app purchase capabilities. We currently provide Xbox Cloud Gaming, yeah, through a singular Xbox Game Pass in the Google Play Store without AIP enabled, for example. And we would do the same thing through the App Store if allowed. Wait, so Apple didn't like the way Microsoft did microtransactions? There's a surprise. Yeah, no shit, right? Like, hey, you can't microtransaction people. That's our fucking job. <laughs> We'll give you everything for free, but you got to pay to actually, you know, use it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so I mean, this is all cool, well and well and all, but like, I'm just, I'm not seeing the fucking value. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think that we'll just have to leave this dead duck on the ground and see if it rots. True. Truthfully, yeah. And I mean, maybe, maybe that you know, Epic and, uh, um. Maybe now that Epic and Apple have settled up, maybe this will open up some doors, and uh, maybe maybe it'll go somewhere. Maybe um, maybe Mortal even Mortal Kombat uh, Twelve Mobile. What the fuck am I trying to say here? I don't know, dude. I'm just trying to PlayStation. Cover up PlayStation. There we go. Okay, so maybe <laughs> even PlayStation will get involved and bypass everything that Microsoft wasn't willing to do, and then uh, and then you know Microsoft will be out. A whole lot of fucking money, and then we'll have to see. We'll have to watch them play catch up. So, I mean, PlayStation. I mean, Sony. I mean, if you're you're not listening to us because we're tiny, but if you are listening, now now is the time. Now is the time. Considering how much fucking make a move, Sony. 
<laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, I don't know if I would trust Sony because of how many times their shit gets hacked per year. Like, just fuck. I was involved in that um, PS3 network hack. I was involved in the PS4 one. I lost yeah. like 600 and something dollars. I lost $14, but then they paid me back like 175 but like three years later. I, I never got paid back. They were just like, sorry for your loss, bro. <laughs> Should have lost thanks. less. They would have paid you back. I know, right? Like, like God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's, let's... What the fuck is this? Hold on a second. Get a... This is not a bad camera for being a built-in laptop webcam that's five years no, old. No, you look good. You look good. Thanks. Audio's a little echoey, but I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what else to do with that, so we're just going to leave it. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably running both mics. I don't know. It, it sounds like it's running the camera mic, but even then, it sounds good. So I'm not. I'm not going to bother with it. I could put some tape over it, but we'll, <laughs> we'll move that. on. <laughs> we'll, we're just we're just going, Bubba. Uh, so PlayStation Spartacus release date tears and leaks for Sony's Game Pass rival has finally done uh, been leaked. So. <laughs> Bong. Oh, Mustard's in the chat. I mean, he's. <laughs> you gotta fix your fucking PC, man. Like, I, I, you were supposed to be here today, but your PC shit out. That's just fucked. And he's on his phone, though, so that's fine. Uh, PlayStation is finally ready to take on Xbox and Game Pass. Only, uh. Um. God, how many years? How many years is it? like five, six years now? It's only six years late. Fuck it, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's one thing Sony's never been able to do. Yeah, we know. Um, PlayStation now doesn't support an impressive game library. We know that. The PS Plus collection is limited to a small selection of familiar PS4 games. We know that. And Guns the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> versions one, two, and three. Fuck yeah. With different, uh. <laughs> with more, with more solid snake ass. Oh my god, <laughs> Colonel, I'm too thick. <laughs> Colonel, I'm trying to sneak around, but I'm dummy thick, and my ass cheeks keep alerting the guards. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to Bloomberg, Sony is playing, planning a new service codenamed Spotagus. That will take on Game Pass with a library of PS4 and PS5 games, but can it usurp or usurp the king of video game subscription services? I'm going to go ahead and go on record and say no. I didn't, saying, this is the first time I'm even hearing about Spartacus. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie about it. Uh, well, we, we did cover it about a year ago that they're they were trying to do something, and I think Spartacus was uh, mistakenly uh, viewed as the next PlayStation. Not the PlayStation service, but I don't know. I, I don't remember. It was a while ago. It was like it was like six months ago. Mm. Um. So let's see here. The service isn't officially announced, so we don't have a specific start date. Um. But it seems that it's spring 2022. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's look at the tiers because they have tiers like Patreon, like our Patreon that you can join right now. Patreon.com forward slash VT Network. The first tier will be very similar to PlayStation Plus. The second tier is more like Game Pass, continuing an extensive library. And the third tier would extend add extended demos, game streaming, and backwards compatibility. Oh my god. So they're literally going to fucking charge you for two things that Xbox gives you for free. 
it seems like those tiers may be out of order. Ah, oh, that's not smart. I'm Spartacus. Hi, baby. Um, that's not smart. That's not smart at all. Game streaming and backwards compatibility. Xbox does those right now for fuck nothing. And yeah, I was like, playing Oddworld Abe's Exodus uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like, yeah, <laughs> you just let you just let that sentence die, but you didn't even finish it. What? <laughs> Sometimes I zone out. Eat a dick. <laughs> You're like I was playing. So I was playing Oddworld <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Huh? <laughs> Fucking buffering. <laughs> uh, do people play games alone anymore? Not in mass. Mike Smith asking. Yeah, all the time. Uh, yeah, it's it's like, actually. Huh? Do people play games alone anymore? Not in yeah. mass. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, oh, and, not in masses. I was like, yeah. It's usually when you're alone, you're not in a mass. Like. You're not at church with your phone out. <laughs> I mean, I was. <laughs> People with no friends play alone like dead men. Yeah, pretty much. I play uh, alone a lot. Yeah, that's why Skyrim is my best friend. I still don't understand it, but whatever. Um, yes, nice. yes, online. People, there's a, there's a lot of games that are offline games that a lot of people play. I know I play a lot of them. Uh, so Bloomberg revealed the tiered system, but it did not discuss pricing. PlayStation Plus is $9.99 a month, so the price will likely be somewhere within the range of those combined. So $20, but it also needs to be priced competitively against Microsoft's offerings. Because remember, at $15, you get all of that. You get your online play with, with Microsoft, and you get your PC games, and that's yep. $15 a month. And you get cloud gaming. And cloud gaming and backwards compatibility at $15 yep. a month. Like, it's just... Ooh, I don't think this is the I don't think this is the win that PlayStation thinks it is, you know? No, it's like they're copying Xbox's homework but trying to not look like they copied it. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I mean so will that include Sony published games on day one? Yeah, uh, that's that's a big one because we uh Halo Infinite just dropped. And Halo Infinite got included on Game Pass. A lot of people were thinking that they were going to have to pay 60 bucks for it, but it's part of Game Pass. Yep. Mm. I saw it on there the other night, so I downloaded Final Fantasy X. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> and we know that God of War, and we know that a couple of other Sony games are going PC. So is that going to be part of the online stuff? I don't know. But it's interesting to think about. But I don't, I don't, I mean, depending on the prices, I don't, I don't think this is going to be much of a competitor. What do you think? I don't think so. I mean, Sony is really just, it seems like they're just kind of piggybacking. They, they want to hop in that, like, oh, we can do it too. You we'll have to see so? what happens. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be good as like for the first couple of months within launch, they're going to need to get some people to sign up and then send their nasty emails about what needs to change and then it'll be okay. But then again, I haven't played Sony for like six years. So yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a while for me. 
and I, I'm I'm not I'm not going back because I lost literally six hundred fucking dollars, and they did fuck all about it. The you only reason for me to go back to Sony would be to get another PS3, just so I can play Guns of the Patriots. Well, I mean, I think that one's no. That that did that get remade for the PS4 and PS5? I'm not sure. I don't know, but I mean, even uh, Xbox has Metal Gear Solid Collection on it, so. Yeah, yeah, it does. We just don't have Metal Gear Solid 4. No. So we got a lot of trailers. And um, and I just... We'll see how many we can watch before YouTube shuts it down. I've read bad things about the Halo campaign. Dude, I always read bad things about the Halo campaign. But Mustard... Well, they got to be better than the 2042 campaign. Yeah, no shit, right? Let's take a look at the official announcement of uh, Alan Wake 2. We all come to a story with hopes and expectations, looking for an answer. Sometimes it would be better to live with that hope without ever finding the story. Oh, This is not the story you want it to be. This story will eat you alive. Is that Solid Snake? This story is a monster. Oh, it's Bradley Cooper. And monsters wear many faces. Gordon Levitt. <laughs> 2023, Alan Wake 2. What do you think, man? I mean, it looked cool. I don't know what Alan Wake is, but it looks cool. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alan Wake too. Uh, Alan Wake is, is is one of the premier Xbox uh, just madness, like severe fucking madness of a, of a game. It's really scary. Has a lot of um, has a lot of uh, um, like uh, Silent Hill vibes, like transferring between worlds. Light is really important. Very cool. Very Stephen Kingish based, and uh, it looked cool. I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah. This is not the story you want. Yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> like it, it, yeah, it's definitely using your 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 microphone on the on the camera, but that's fine. <laughs> now we know. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to get like a whole list here. Sorry, just a moment here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Trial. Wow, that was loud. What was that? (laughs) Trial. So you're, you're excited, mustard. This is also something that's coming forward called Slitterhead. I had to be very careful with saying that. So, 
1999, Keiichiro Toyama chose horror as a genre for his first directorial work. Silent Hill was released for the world. Oh my god, is it really 1999? Oh my god. In 2020, he went independent and founded Bulka Game Studio and came back to face a new challenge in horror. Bulka is a type of photography. We love you long time. Oh, God. <laughs> That went wrong. Oh, shit. No idea what the fuck just happens. It looks cool. Huh. Huh. That looks pretty cool. Dude, did uh, you see those cheeseburgers? I did. I did. I did. I'm not. <laughs> I'm too fat for that, dude. <laughs> that actually looks. Uh, bro, is. what the fuck? Why will I have to read it? No, 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 no. This is all kind of crazy. Boca is a type of photography, which is really cool. Uh, like I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, well, we know that that if that guy did Silent Hill, we're we're in for some shit. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. I didn't like any of that. <laughs> I don't think we were meant to like it, Bubba. I don't know, man. That that has made pretty intrigued. Yeah, no shit. So let's check out uh, Hellblade 2, because Hellblade was also one of these quintessential games not too long ago. And a lot of people have been wondering about what's what's going to happen with it, and uh, so on and so forth. And so. she said, with our swords, we will forge new stories to strike the gods that haunt us. That's what she said. That is what she said. You might see me as weak, but I will show you what lies behind my eyes. Sounds like that Mongolian drone metal we listened to a little while ago. The hoop. <laughs> We will embrace oh, yeah, yeah, the our yeah. suffering, soothe our scars of grief, and break their siege of our minds. You may see them as gods, but we will show you what lies behind their eyes. She kind of cute, though. Listen. In a I'll kill you kind of way, which is what we like. Yes. <laughs> 
I mean, I bet she smells horrible. To risk your own life for what you believe is your sacrifice to make. <laughs> to lead others to death. Actually, it's not fair. Vikings bathe with offerings and different kind of burden. Yeah, but like her current presentation would have probably to be a little rough. Probably a little rough. Uh, that's well, me crawling for a fucking drink of water after a night of drinking. Uh, I'm not <laughs> using that mic. I'm going to put it away. Yeah, that's fine. Weird, Can you smell that? Look at the bones. Coming Look at the bones. That's going to be you. So thanks for the confidence, bitch. Right? Vote a fucking province there. Fuck you. Stay down. It's like when you're watching a show with your siblings, someone ugly goes on the screen. That's you! <laughs> Fuck you! lives <laughs> are clouded by fear. I'll besieged by the ghosts that haunt them. Senua saw that when the war we must break this siege. Break it. There's always one pendecle. There's always one pendecle. Break it with an impossible feat. Get ready. It's about to start. Stab him in the dick. Right in the dick. (laughs) Grab his dick and twist it. First, that didn't really seem like a kill shot, though. It seemed more like it annoyed him. Yeah. Like, just imagine if ants lit you on fire. I'm a welder, dude. I get lit on fire all the time. You know, like that. <laughs> this is Hellblade 2. Why is he on fire? Oh, okay. Well, he's put out. Like sharks. Skunks. Shut up. Come on. Uh, if it's part of this previous book, we'll check it out. Tell me they drop a bunch of rocks when he comes out. I hope so. Dude. I hope they give him the Indiana Jones treatment. Oh, that was right in the nose, dude. Hit <laughs> with a burning toothpick. <laughs> that was mildly inconvenient. <laughs> that was slightly annoying. <laughs> Oh, you suck. How could you have a target that big and fuck it? Maybe he's got diarrhea, so his arms are shaking. I'm being chased by that giant fucking thing. I don't give a fuck if I'm currently shitting myself. I'm gonna get this shot, bro. Attack! Attack! 
Oh, this is the last. Oh, shit. You guys don't have anything else. A fucking he was, he was coming out of he was coming out of the cave. You literally could have dropped a boulder on his goddamn nozzle. Yeah. Oh, that guy's dead. I mean, he needs some milk. <laughs> Help me. I don't know if the, I don't know if he's speaking English or something else. Sega. Sega. Well, it looks cool, but I can't play it, so that's that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, grave robbers stares in poor. Yep. <laughs> Fucking size and broke boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, a thousand bucks for a console is a bit much. Like for real. No, no, no. We we don't we don't pay. Scalper prices. We don't pay scalper prices. I don't even care yeah. what anybody says. Well, uh, no, we're gonna check out something that is Star Wars related. This was something Ooh. we we covered a while ago, and we finally we didn't even have a name for it when we covered it. It was just a new it was just a new Star Wars project. Now it's called Star Wars Eclipse, and we finally got some footage for it. And we're gonna check it out, man. <laughs> just me stretching. <laughs> What's the lightsaber for, man? Fucker didn't have his blinker on. Idiots in spaceships video right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trap. That's a trap. Oh shit! Who's going him? Fire this beat is. <laughs> rocking, rocking, and rolling. Oh, God, Space Wizards fighting. Oh, that's the Trade Federation. Dior, by Dolce and Gabbana. 
That was a, that was a whole lot of dildo for one dude. It's a game and it takes place during the High Republic. Oh, so there's going to be Space Wizards Abound. And it's nice. made by Quantic Dream. Fuck. Oh, that's a... Mm, that's, a that's a difficult one. To... I mean, hmm. what, what did you think, man? I mean, it looked kind of cool. I hope there's like a big drum playing side mission in there, honestly. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like, cool? Yeah, like a Parappa the Rapper style like side mission. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Lose a stick, you know. <laughs> like it's a VR headset. Fucking Voldemort. I was thinking that same shit when he turned around. It's Voldemort, my guy. <laughs> he's living on his own, finally. <laughs> he's, he's only being summoned by 15 alien dudes in the space wizarding world. Whatever. And he's just trying to mind his own business, build up his SoundCloud, like... <laughs> Get his links up. You know? He's going to make it big. If the Island Boys can make it, why can't Voldy? Oh, my God. You know what? I'm writing, I'm writing, that, I'm writing that down. We're doing that during the post-show. We're doing that during the post-show. <laughs> God damn it, dude. I actually finally one of the one of the one of the podcasts I listened to covered them and like actually covered the song they put out. I'd never even heard it before. I'd actually heard just the Blake Weber version of him making fun of them. It's horrible. It is. Like, how are you off beat when you're a cappella? Like <laughs> how are you off tone when you're a cappella? Yeah. Uh, so we got one more. We got one more preview we're gonna do here, and it's uh, per mustard. The Elden Ring official cinematic trailer. So let's take a look at this. Excuse me, that was rude. The no shot walking in in the studio. Oh, it's made by Nam Bandai. It happened an age ago. Not ages, just one age. Just one. Not ages, though. But when I recall, I see it true. That's a good time for you and three friends right On there. a night of wintry fog. Or if you have sensory issues. Ah. <laughs> the room of death was stolen. I'm not explaining that. And the demigods began to fall. I don't think that's he's a, okay. That's a hell of a wound. Starting with Godwin the Golden. Oh, is it Las Plagas? Oh. Queen Marika was driven to the brink. Look at the detail in the eyes, though. Yeah. It's like a Pixar film. I want to see every fiber on his shirt. Shattering ensued a war that roared. Leon, are you okay? <laughs> Please, sir, just let the us go home. Ring was broken. I have to feed my children. By whom? And why? This is, a, this is a weird mastering of the audio, right? Like her voice is so turned down. Like, is it is it that way for you too? Not so much. It's like she's whispering into a soup can on my end. Yeah, yeah. What could the demigods ever hope to win by war? Oh, shit. That big dude was like all the VT network guys in the middle of Japan. 
that shit back in, no big deal. It'll work fine. The conqueror of the stars, General Dawn. And the blade of Mikkel and Melania the Seven. These two were the mightiest to remain, and locked horns in combat. Disarmed. <laughs> but there would be no victor. He straight up fucking Naruto Ninetales. And so we inhabit a fractured world, awaiting the arrival of the Elder Lord. Unless, of course, thou shouldst take the crown. Nah, that'll, that'll be Hangul. I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'll take the crown. That looked fucking wicked. I mean, I wonder what the storyline is, what the narrative is going to be this time around, but that looked wicked. I don't know. It kind of felt like God of War. But a little bit, not. right? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, the demigods started a war. Now you're a normal-sized person, and you get to fight giant-sized things. Never done that before. <laughs> oh, that's a new concept. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, so... Yes, I kind I've of, played Dante's Inferno. Like, I, I really want to cover this. Um, Remy is going to love this one. Okay. I really want to cover this, but at the same time, I kind of don't. Uh, because it is a really long thing. It's That's what the, she said. <laughs> it's The Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5. Have you seen this? No. All right, let's you. just take playing Skyrim, watching Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> like, let's let's take a look at some of the shit that these motherfuckers did. Because honestly, Unreal Engine Five has been so incredibly nuts, like so incredibly nuts that they've they've not been able to really keep up with their own technology. We're gonna skip through this one a little bit, but uh, I still want you guys to just see how much they're able to do here because remember all of this is this art all of this is rendered except for two people in the entire thing there's only two people that are real and of course i i'm i'm a matrix fanatic so you what what you know what all that scrolling text is matrix super fan um yeah most of it why okay are they using that for the new Candy Crush? Pretty much, yeah. All the old sushi recipes. Uh-huh. That he just moved lines into. Yeah. Hi, I'm Thomas Anderson. Like many of you, I work with computers. I like the freedom I feel outside the limitations of the real world. But computers are also mirrors, reflecting back who and what we are and the choices we make, the worlds we build. This is like a cyberpunk crossover. confront us with questions about why we want to choose this over that. 
Why we want to make X instead of Y? Where do ideas of who we are and what we want even come from? You take the red pill, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This isn't real. What is real? How do you define real? For instance, I'm not even sure why I'm here. I remember waking up and thinking that I'm supposed to come here. That it was important for me to ask people, how do we know what is real? Hi, I'm Keanu Reeves. So, um, yeah, everything you've been watching literally up until this frame has been artificial. I mean, honestly, I could tell with the older Keanu, but with the passed out Anderson on the desk, I was like, so they're just playing the movie over. All of it's been rendered. All of it has been up until literally this exact moment when we see Keanu in the mirror. Kind of makes sense. This is the only footage that's real in the whole fucking thing. I mean, that's awesome. There's only like little little details. Like, you know, when Uh, the old Keanu in the t-shirt was talking, he kind of looked like young Tony Stark in that Avengers movie where he was too smooth. (laughs) <laughs> and they're making a Matrix game It's already made, it's already out it, it's, it's a demo on Xbox Series X, PS5 So on and so forth uh, Unreal Engine is too powerful, we just lost power Because I was watching my phone, hey baby <clears throat> So yeah that, that All of that was artificial 20 years ago I first played the character Thomas Anderson Matrix Thomas A. Anderson. Those films pioneered digital cinema with shots. See how they stopped trying to render it Back really? Then we talked a lot about where the digital age might take cinema narrative. In an industry where actors have tried to remain perpetually young, we wondered about digital faces that could become immortal. Hi, I'm Carrie Ann Moss, and I played Trinity in the Matrix films. 20 years ago, we asked ourselves how long it would be before faces and bodies could be changed as easily as we change clothes. We wondered, what would identity mean in a completely digital world? And what would reality mean when a world we can build feels as real as our own? So yeah, better back to rendering. This is completely rendered. They were fine with your theoretical mumbo jumbo, but I needed some <laughs> sexy action. The marketing people. The marketing people. I thought we were supposed to have total creative control. Uh, you can tell it lower resolution, mustard. I'm watching the 1440. It's really different. Like, there are dead giveaways, like, joints and stuff like that that aren't properly bending. But for the most part, everything right now on my screen in 1440p, 60 frames per second, is really, 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 really well. I was told this is a sim preparing me to fight the system. I mean, in 720, it looks good, and at the same time, it looks animated. Yeah. It's close. So this is the game itself. This is the system it's using. So it's Grand Theft Auto, but in the Matrix. Sort, sort of, sort of. Like uh, from what I've seen, I don't want to watch. I don't want to like know too much because I want to play it myself. But uh, yeah, look at this, dude. 
like look at the sun look at, it's actually fucking with the sun rotation like crowded traffic on and on and then even the matrix filter the nanite views or primitives instances was that a damn game it was a damn game yeah so this is yeah this is all inside this game what you can do with it look at the nighttime lighting and this is of course where ray tracing and dlss comes in just how much you can do it like it's ridiculous Oh, yeah, dude. I've seen videos of Minecraft being retraced. Holy shit. So this is out right now. It's called the Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5 full demo, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. In case you want to go check all that out. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by it, man. Okay, but what is the game, though? Are you just walking around, like, with dev options looking at shit or is there an actual goal um i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure truth be told um okay so we can't cover that one can't cover that one we can cover that one all right cool sorry i was flipping through some tabs here but uh, i don't know i don't know I've, I've i've kept away from it purposefully i've only seen a couple of minutes of footage and literally what we just saw was uh the extent of what I've, I've I've watched on it, so I mean it looks fucking amazing. Is all I want to say. I will be right back. Sure. No goal, seeing around, seeing what's possible. I mean that's needed. That's needed in in and of itself. I mean just fucking around in the matrix. Just imagine, like knowing it's a game, knowing you're in an artificial world, and just being in the matrix. That's kind of. That's kind of what gave Neo his powers is that, you know, he realized there is no spoon. So this is all, this is all really interesting. And of course we also know uh, since the matrix revolutions that there has been several other uh, powerful entities born into the matrix that know that it's a simulation and have been able to do very Neo type shit. So I don't know if we're going to be playing one of those characters or if what's going to happen, because this is literally just a demo and it's going to be tied into the new movie and uh, which depending on how it does could be turned into a trilogy, which of course Re Keanu Reeves is down for. I mean, Keanu Reeves is down for a lot though. He's a cool dude. He's the coolest man, but one day we're going <laughs> to have him show up in an episode of like Feldson or something. Jesus, I cry. <laughs> uh let's move on from that though. Uh the SNES and NES creator, uh Mayasaki Oyama dies at age seventy-eight. Oh, uh, and we have he another was... death for the music section too. Uh well we do? Yeah. Uh, put it section? in the private chat. Yeah. Okay. Uh lead architect of the Nintendo Entertainment System of the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, Masayuki uh Oyamada has died. Uh, the Ritsumekin Center for Game Studies uh, saying he died December 6th at the age of 78. He first joined Nintendo. Uh, would you need would you need a, god, a good internet connection to play a game like that? No. No, it's a demo, so it's going to be just 
on your console and playing it. Uh, he joined the Nintendo workforce in 1972 and worked with the company to build the light gun uh, and the predecessor to Duck Hunt and building that, moving to the R&D team, which he headed up the Squad Homes console initiative. Wow. Uh, Oramata began development of the Famicom, which is the NES name, for, which is the Japanese name for the NES in 1981, in an attempt to bring the arcade players uh, arcade to players' living rooms. Wow! So they launched the Famicom in 1983, and launched the Super Famicom, the SNES, in 1990. Before retiring in 1994, holy fuck! The SNES had a 14-year lifespan. That says before retiring in 2004. Yeah, that's what I said. And in 1999, it was released. Oh, okay. I can't read, so I was just, I, uh, I just see numbers. It's not crayon. Right. But, um, or scratch and trend. sniff. I really like the scratch and sniff porno mags. Those are interesting. I know. But it always uses to taste the same two cents. Uh, this is this is a shame. We we've lost something when it comes to Nintendo and when it, when it comes to gaming, we lost a good person. So uh, to Mister Oamada, so long and good night. Good night. And thank you for everything. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> uh, I guess we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and just skip that. We're gonna skip that. Like somebody got appointed to. EA's live action shit. So I mean, I don't think anybody really gives a fuck. Um, well, I EA sports. It's a nobody game. cares. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dead that and move on. So I I found we we all heard about this, and I am not happy. Uh, of course, fucking toxic fans won. Netflix is canceling Cowboy Bebop after one season. What? Yes. One fucking season. Why? Um, because of toxic fans. Because it's like, it's like I've been saying this whole fucking time. If they make it one to one, fans will get pissed because they they just did they just did a shot for shot if they don't and they make and they change the show in any way fans will get pissed because they changed something so i mean yeah but honestly did we really need the live action bebop we we have been sitting on this idea since the mid 2000s it's about 2008 we've been sitting on this that's a long uh, seat though like yeah and uh, we we finally got it to go. Uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, the guy who created it, actually worked on this. I know so. I know if you Google anything about Shinichiro Watanabe, he's saying that uh, he didn't approve some of the stuff, but that was literally two <coughs> years ago, before he was involved with production. Now, currently, he was involved with production. He was a consultant. He was an executive producer, and he helped direct some of the episodes. And there was a quote from him that I even used a few shows back that I can no longer find because the internet is just flooded with this quote from 2019 um, where he did like the series. He liked the series. He was happy with the final product. But fucking toxic fans, like Mustard, 
That's right, Mustard. I'm calling you out, you dickhead. Uh, they they killed the show, man. They and so people like me who just love more of something, you know what I mean? Like if it's Star Wars, I'm gonna love it. That doesn't mean I'm not gonna criticize it. Yeah. Well, it's just the same thing with me in like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I was like, keep, exactly. keep making them. So the guy looks fucking different. Well, guess what? His face is not shaped the same as Robert England. I want more Freddy. I don't care who does it. Freddy is an idea at this point anyway, so it could take on any fucking form. Same with anything, really. But people just want to bitch because it's not how they wanted it. But they don't, they, they're not going to go out there and fucking make one. And you know, a lot of people are, are like, "Oh, um, you know, oh, it looked cheap. It looked, it looked, it looked this way. It looked that way." And I'm like, "Yeah, you also have to understand that because they had to assess risk and payout because they weren't sure how fucking toxic fans were going to react. This is what we got. Like, it's it's just, and when they assess risk and payoff." Especially when it comes to toxic fans and this and this show getting shit on before it was ever fucking released. They they had to, they had to literally um limit as much as possible while doing as much as possible. Yeah, now is just not the time for that. I mean, can a show be good in twenty twenty one? I mean, twenty twenty one old movies from like the early two thousands were getting canceled that Oh, Robert Downey Jr. was blackfaced in Tropic Thunder. Did you watch the fucking movie? Like, now they're canceling it this year? They, they tried. They tried, and no, nobody took it seriously. I mean, how are you going to cancel a 15-year-old movie? Or Robert Downey <laughs> Jr., <laughs> you, you know? know? <laughs> like, uh, I'm just sick of this shit. And, but this, this one is straight up due to toxic fans. This is yeah. the same Star Wars people. You know, like, we can't have any cool Star Wars movies because Star Wars fans... Run to fucking Twitter. Oh my god, it's not Star Wars. Okay, fine. We're gonna do it this traditional way. Yeah. Oh my god, you didn't change a fucking thing. It's just the same thing over again. But you notice the only bitch about the Star Wars movies, they don't complain about you know like how the cartoons go or how yes, the comics do. go. Oh yeah, they do. Not as big as the movies though. No, not nearly as big. They no. don't stop with the movies. But like when Bad Batch comes out, they're like, oh, this was uh, it could have been worked on, but overall I liked it. Get the fuck yeah. out of your mom's basement yeah. watching your damn cartoons. So, yeah, all, all of this is just because of toxic fucking fans. That uh, sucks. <laughs> it reflects the follow a company following the data. While the show was first announced back in 2018, 2018, I'll put a bang on services top 10 uh, data from what's on Netflix shows a dramatic departure soon afterwards. Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes show a rare alignment between critics and fans at the stores of the scores of both groups coming in close to each other in their general dislike without critical well a critical acclaim a vocal fandom or sustained interest in keeping the show a mega hit it's easy to see how the game was set match for johnny Cho, mustafa shakir and daniela pinada uh the departure is still run is still stunning simply given how much netflix poured into the promotional efforts on the youtube page you can find the Cowboy Bebop remixes by Steve Aoki, uh, behind-the-scenes clips, uh, all sorts of just all sorts of really cool stuff. But 
like like mustard and I were talking about this kind of thing, and and it wasn't just limited to mustard. It was it was mustard. Me and a couple other people were talking about the idea of, oh well, maybe now they'll stop remaking shit and focus on something new. To which I replied, it doesn't matter if it's new. It doesn't matter. It fans are toxic and they shit on it anyways. Extraction, which was a whole new concept with Chris Hemsworth, came out a year ago. Completely shit on. It was completely shit on. And then we had uh, the old guard, which people were like, oh, well, it just feels like a really bad Marvel movie. Completely shit on. Red Notice with, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and fucking uh, uh, Brian Reynolds and Gal Gadot. It, 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 it's panned. It's panned. It's called Wasted Time and Brain Dead. So it's like, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck do you people want? It's ridiculous at this point. And then people wonder why we keep going back to the same fucking stories over and over again. Well, it's because the only ones that they'll fucking accept. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we want something new, but not that. Okay, well, here's a new take on something old. That was horrible. We didn't want that either. Uh, then there is no pleasing you. No. And honestly... I'm fucking disappointed, dude. I'm disappointed because I like this show dis- despite everybody fucking despising it and hating it. And I'm one of the biggest fucking Bebop fans out there. But, I mean, there's... I haven't there's gotten just... to the live-action one yet. And that's fine, dude. That, that's perfectly fine. It's not for everybody. Fuck, Bebop's not for anybody, for everybody. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, I know I liked Bebop, but I just haven't gotten around to watching the live-action. It's in my list, but Netflix keeps recommending I rewatch Trailer Park Boys. So you keep watching Trailer Park Boys? Or Breaking Bad. It's it's a safety thing for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's an anxiety thing. Uh, but in all reality, dude, I got, I'm even scrolling through this fucking comment section, and I'm not going to bother. Like, Yeah, it's what it's, man. And, like, I'm just... It's just really, it's one of those situations where, like, the few ruin it for the many in this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, get fucked. Get absolutely fucked. This was something I enjoyed. This was something a lot of people enjoyed. But these fucking toxic fans, uh, oh, my God, it's an anime remake in live action. We can't have that. Fuck this. It's it's stupid. It's terrible. Okay, well, did you watch it? No. <laughs> or I would love to see it, a live action Shield Hero, though. Uh, yeah. Well, you're you're just a perv, Raftalia. Shut up. <laughs> okay, but Raftalia is amazing. I know she is, uh, but you know, either that or, or or it's either that or it's like, uh, okay, well, did you watch the show? No, but I watched the anime. Okay, yeah. Like, and then and then I and then I see all these fucking takes on it, right? I see all these takes on it from people that didn't watch either. That are just like, uh, well, you know, it's a live action anime remake. You know, uh, it's it's gonna be terrible no matter what happens. And I'm like, well, you didn't watch any. You didn't watch a fucking second of the media. It's not I all gonna good... be Aeon Flux and Ghost in the Shell, okay? Oh my god, no. <laughs> just, uh, just terrible. Either way, I'm fucking. And you know what, dude? After this, after this, no bullshit. I, I permanently side with uh, 
with with with, uh, with George Lucas, I permanently side with him for just getting rid of this fucking fandom, for literally just going, you know what, I'm done, I'm yep. done, fuck you all, fuck you all, paint, cash me out, I'm leaving, I'm done. Yeah, kind of like, huh? like uh, what they did with Ideo. They're like, dude, you can't fill in your fucking plot holes. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Mustard's favorite guy. You should say his name three more times just for Mustard. Hideo Kojima, Hideo Kojima, Hideo Kojima. <laughs> and when we just lost a viewer, that's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, well, I mean, like, Kojima is also one of those fucking people that was like, hold on, let's fix it in post. Yeah. Motherfucker, your plot hole is big enough for me to drive a semi-truck through. There's no fixing this in post. That's called job security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have a questions. I would make another game. No, dude, we don't want another game. We just we'll, we'll make some free deal. No, no, he's a, he's he's already making another one. Fuck. Free DLC. You can skateboard now. I know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, we're in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that, that, and that's just it, right? Like, 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 like Kojima wants to move. Like, well, no, it's fine. We can talk about this in the movie section because Kojima wants to make movies, but at the same time, we know his writing is just epically full of plot holes. I mean, it can't be worse than Shyamalan Ding Dong. Yeah, Bob Shabop Shabop is also fucking full of plot holes, but I mean, at the very least, they're entertaining most of the time. <laughs> they're entertaining when you watch them, but then when you think about it in the shower, you're like, what the fuck? So water hurts these guys, but they go to a planet that's mostly water where at any given time, water is falling from the sky? 76% of the planet is water, you know? <laughs> like, M. Night Shop. Ah. So like I'm saying, dude, like if that guy's a successful movie producer, Kojima (laughs) might be okay. Have you watched the Beatles get back? No, I'm starting this. I'm starting that tonight. And we we should I should have an update for you next show. Uh, It's it's honestly it's it's a it's a lot of hours to put in. So I'm going to be I'm going to be sitting down to watch it. Uh, But let's move on from that and talk about one of Hengel's favorite things of all time. Mike Flanagan's Edgar Allan Poe Netflix series cast Frank Langella. Langella and Mark Hamill. I don't know who Frank Langella is. I don't know. I know the name. I just can't picture him. Uh, the Fall of the House of Usher, the late, the latest Netflix series from the House on Haunted Hill and Midnight Mass director Mike Flanagan has its cast. Uh, Flanagan announced the stu- the series based on Edgar Allan Poe's gothic story of the same name will star Mark Hamill, Carla Gugino, Frank Langella. Mary McDonald and Carl Lumbly. I like Carla Gugino. I don't care about all the political bullshit. I just, she could crush my head like a sparrow saying between her thighs. I'm fine with that. That's the second time we got somebody popping in and saying that. Vesf.tech. Yeah, I googled that Vesf.tech and it said never to click on that link. Oh, okay. So we're getting bots. In the comments. We're getting bots. I mean, I don't mind bots. Hey, that means we're growing. Woo! That means we're growing. We got somebody's attention. I'm good with that. Fuck it. Dude, I got so many follower bots on fucking TikTok, but I don't care. 
because it yeah, still counts as followers. <laughs> I know, right? Like you, it still makes you feel good no matter what. Like get the pictures, their profile pictures, like Margot Robbie, and it was like, "Hey, baby, I am twenty-eight year old looking for a good man." Okay. And you're just like, "No, you're not. Shut up. Just look in the mirror. <laughs> there you go. There's your good man." Oh my god. Uh, let me see here. Hold on. I'm going to our live stream now. I mean, I don't like. I mean, like whatever. We're getting. Uh, we're getting bots, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Mike. I mean, come on. Don't you Google shit before you click on it? Or, like, don't you Google the phone number that you don't know instead of answering it? It's, it's almost 22, man. Like, this is what we do now. All right. So, give me a sec here. I'm just... Uh... I'm just getting rid of this shit because I don't want this on my channel. I don't want anybody to fuck up and slip up and click something like Mike just did. Yeah, no, <laughs> apparently that last one, VAWR.tech, these women are only looking for casual sexual encounters. As appealing as that sounds. <laughs> I mean, you know. So there you go, Mike. I Googled that one too. So if you are interested, there you go. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to go. bookmark the website because <laughs> I have needs. <laughs> Oh my God! Now you tell me not to click. How do you think I found this show? I don't Google like DuckDuckGo. Well, we're on DuckDuckGo too. So I mean, whatever. Oh, that's funny. I removed both of those comments and those users, and our views dropped. I'm good with it. Yeah. Ow. Uh, so we know who Hamill is. Frank Langella is set to play the patriarch, Roderick Usher. Uh, he's known for playing Richard Nixon in Frost Nixon. Yeah, I could see him playing Usher in. Follow the House of Usher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carla Gugino is it, uh, not Roderick's sister, Madeline. So that's going to be interesting. So playing Madeline Usher Yo, is creep. Mary McDonald. Oh, creep. Oh, God. Uh, C. Augustine Dupin is played by Carl Humby. So this is a, instead of actually fucking showing us the actors, you're just giving us a bunch of previews. Uh, the Fall of the House I mean, show. How the, hmm? I mean, this could be cool. Like, I feel like yeah. there's not enough Poe-related stuff today. Well, the last Poe movie we had was with, what's his name? Vincent uh, Price or Christopher Lee. Like, that's no. it. No, neither. They, they literally oh. have a Poe movie. Yeah, right. Wasn't it like Chris Catan or some shit? No, it was uh oh it's gonna drive me insane. What's his name? <laughs> he was in high fidelity. Um oh my god, hold on. Um <laughs> uh, uh, fucking It was a remake to a, an old like 1940s movie. No, it was just this weird telling of this thing. Uh, well, that's right. We had the Raven with John Cusack. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. The Raven with John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. Like that was uh, was weird because it wasn't exactly a story. It was supposed to be like this weird serial killer thing that he had going on. 
uh, as Poe, even though we know he was never ever wrapped up in anything like that because he was a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Raven in 2012. Yeah. In which he played Poe. I would like to see the Telltale Heart remade into like a piece of cinema. A newer piece of cinema would be interesting. Yeah. Instead of like the old silent films that you get from the library. We also know that we also know that Edgar Allan Poe was like five foot seven. And uh and he was on, like, on his cousin. It was like thirteen. Yeah, well fourteen. I mean it doesn't make it any better, but <laughs> <laughs> he was five eight. What? He wasn't five eight. Oh, well, it says he's 5'8". John Cusack is like 6'3", though. Or 6'4". Stephen King's 6'4". <laughs> is he? Yeah, that's a big, skinny dude. <laughs> oh, my God. I had no idea. I thought he was a smaller dude. Uh... <laughs> well, most of his cameos, he's sitting down, so... Mm, well, yeah, most of them. Yeah, he he was in uh, Stephen King uh, in uh, Chapter 2. Yeah, as the pawnbroker, but it was hard to tell <laughs> with all the shit that was in there. All the Easter eggs, all like all yeah. the Easter eggs, you had to like keep track of. And then, but I love, I love, the, <laughs> I love the line. I'm a big fan of your work. No, oh, thank you. Your endings suck. <laughs> like Just some more fuck? Easter eggs. <laughs> uh, anyway. Dead man was wrong. Can we bask in that moment? I'm often wrong, and uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being wrong. I like being wrong because I don't that just like means... being dead center in the in the frame. Hold on. That's better. What? <laughs> I don't know. It's bothering me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, um, two different types of cinematography, right there. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, your your cinematography is like what they would use for a horror movie. Like if they were going to do like something in the background, like they would leave all that landscape, all that real yeah, estate. And, and, and your cinematography is more like <clears throat> the fitness gram pacer test is a multi-stage aerobic test. test. <laughs> like your your cinematography is more like a drama where it's like focus on this character. This character needs all your attention. Meanwhile, we have a really busy background, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we do know that at the end of the year, on New Year's, we're going to have uh, Harry Potter 20th anniversary, and a lot of people are going to be, be returning to Hogwarts. And now uh, we have some stuff that's that's happening. I think we even have a set preview and stuff. So here we have Emma Watson, Daniel Radcliffe, and Rupert Gint, who played, of course, uh, Harry, Hermione, and uh, Ron. Hey, got it. <laughs> well, you think I was going to get Ron Weasley? No, I thought it was going to be stuck in there. <laughs> uh, so we also have a we also have a cast list: uh, Robbie Coltrane, Gary Oldman, Ralph Fiennes, fucking Voldemort himself, Helena Bonham Carter, uh, Jason Isaacs, Imelda Staunton, Tom Felton, who is of course fucking. Uh, how to kind of get Ron Weasley? Never forget fucking Draco Malfoy, James and Oliver Phelps were who were uh, the <laughs> twins. 
uh, Mark Williams, Bonnie Wright, Alfred Enoch, Matthew Lewis, Anna Lynch, and Ian Hart. Wow. What's Among really funny? Others. Ooh, are they getting Alan Rickman? Yeah, right. That'd be imp- that'd be impressive. Uh, James and Oliver I mean, Phelps, though, some of the most funny interviews comes from them. Uh, <laughs> whatever they're interviewing, whatever they're interviewing for the for the Harry Potter series, like they would always get asked the same fucking question: "Are you really twins?" And so they would fuck with every interviewer. They'd be like, "No, we ne- we met at the audition." <laughs> <laughs> So like I don't know like I, that always that always tickles me you know what I mean, um, J.K. Rowling though, she's not included at all. Yeah, what happened with her? Oh, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck her. Uh, so yeah, so this is this is the official first trailer. You want to go? You want to take a look? If YouTube will allow it. Should I go put on my sweater and my fucking Ravenclaw tie? Like, exactly, Mike. That's where they started yeah. their money. You may as well show up, at least to be polite. Uh, a, a lot of them had a career before it, but this is actually what made them. It's like it's like uh, with Counter Reeves. Counter Reeves had a career before fucking Speed and The Matrix. In fact, he started in goddamn arguably his first action movie was uh, Point Break. That movie was fucking awesome though, Point Break. It was stupid. This trailer, (laughs) not so much. It was definitely a teaser. (laughs) That was stupid, yeah. It's like, what are all the little details you remember from Harry Potter? That's all you get. Yeah, that's it. So there you go. January first will air on TBS Cartoon uh, in spring, but on HBO Max it'll be live January first. So that's going to be cool. I don't have any of those streaming. And not honor who put them there. Uh, What do you mean by not honor who put them there? Uh, J.K. Rowling or anybody else? I mean, I mean, it, it it just really depends, man. Like who you who you're referring to there? Because I mean, there's there's a lot of people that. I can understand certain things. Like if, if Christopher Columbus, who was the director for those films was not around or, you know, didn't, uh, didn't want to show up. That would, that would be one thing. But uh, if you're talking about Rowling, like she made her own bed, bro. Yeah. Uh, uh, Let's see here. I mean, are they supposed to honor Warner Brothers? Oh, yeah, Rowling. Um, Yeah, no, she got into some weird shit. I don't know exactly what it is, but all of a sudden she got canceled. That's all I know. Well, okay, so long story short, J.K. Rowling made a whole lot of statements that was extraordinarily problematic for her for her fan base and i say for her fan base because i've seen that a lot of her fan base what made up um well i'll i'll, I'll, I'll just fucking say it. we've said it on the show before she's very anti-lgbt specifically the team in that and uh and uh 
the problem was is that a lot of her fan base is LGBT and they used Hogwarts houses. They used uh, a lot of what was said in the books and uh, post books to help their identities and help them cope with being LGBT and where they belonged in the world. Then she was, she made, uh, she made some very controversial statements, which were really, really, really veiled, really veiled statements about LGBT people and people didn't want to cancel her or didn't even want to come after her. They were like, please, please clarify what you meant by this. And so she essentially wrote an, an essay, if you will, just literally trashing LGBT people. Just completely anti-science, completely anti-personal uh, identity or autonomy just going full in on 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 uh, being anti LGBT, and uh, it, like they, they kept giving her chances until that little essay came out, and uh, she she shot herself in the foot. I, and it's not that she was unaware that most of her fan base was of the LGBT community; she was very well aware of it. And of course, this is not a free speech thing. This is a you're shitting on the people that made you a billionaire thing. So she's uh, not responsible for the whole Dumbledore is gay thing. No, she is. She is like, but the thing is, is that she's been labeled a, a, a trans exclusionary radical feminist. Which See, I'm kind of with Mike Smith on this one. Like, you can like the product, but not the person. Like he says, exactly- I like Michael Jackson's music too. I don't really care much for what he did in his personal life, but his music fucking slaps, dude. Yeah, no, no. And this is that heal the world song that I wasn't about that. And this isn't, once again, this is not a free speech thing. This is a, she literally just shit on everybody that made her a billionaire and made her, uh, you know, all these films successful. And of course that is a real, that is, that is a real issue. It's not that it's not what she believed or that she stated it. It's just that when she stated it, the way she stated it was extraordinarily detrimental to a lot of people. And a yeah, lot of people, a lot of I people mean, used her words to hurt people. Yeah. Okay. See that part. Yeah. But like kind of trying to look at it from both sides. It's like, look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Oh, Rowling can Rowling cannot like these people. The of people course. that she doesn't like cannot like Rowling. But it doesn't have to be this huge fucking cancel everybody thing. Like, honestly, she wasn't even canceled, and that's the weird part. Um, by saying biological women menstruate, what? Um, well, I mean, yeah, because trans women who were previously birth certificate male don't have the proper equipment to bleed unnecessarily, like. I'm, I'm, but the, the problem with the problem with that it is and it is a very specific problem is called the trans exclusionary radical feminist. Like, uh, no, it's not a political podcast. We're we're I'm just I'm, we're simply explaining what what happened with 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 J.K. Rowling. So she is this radical feminist. She's this third wave feminist, and she considers trans women to not be women and it goes out of her way to make sure that they are viewed as not women so that's exactly what happened and and the thing was is that she wasn't even canceled everybody just stopped fucking with her 
<laughs> like everybody was like, cool. Well, we're going to leave you out of this. She wasn't canceled. They didn't take her platforms. She's still on Twitter. She still goes and books tours and everything else like that. It's just that everybody just kind of separated her from the Harry Potter brand. Kind of so like what we did with Michael Jackson in his yeah. personal life. Yeah. All so right, it, she enough. wasn't even, she wasn't yeah. even canceled. Like she still has platforms. Like she wasn't canceled or anything else like that. It's just people were just like, okay, well, you do that. We're going to keep doing this. All so right. yeah. moving on. Moving on. Now we all know. <laughs> uh, Guillermo del Toro reveals the Stephen King story he would have killed to adapt. Let's take a look at this. Uh, Susan says, huh? Well, we were talking about what happened to J.K. Rowling. Okay, uh, that would have been a cool-ass del Toro movie. Del Toro wanted to adopt, adapt Pet Cemetery. Wow. That would have been cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> would have been fucked up. <laughs> yeah, would, what the fuck? How would that have worked in his palette, though? Like, let's I mean, just you would get to palette. see that little girl smeared all the way down the highway. Yeah. Like, in slow motion, probably from three different angles. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know... It would have been great if he just took over the second half of Pet Cemetery. I, I could see dark. that. I like could see then... that. His palette could work with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because uh, if know... you want to show a shift in the movie, have one director here, one director here, and I don't fucking yeah. do it. After Gage dies, yeah, it gets, kind of, it gets really dark in palettes and stuff like that. So his palette would have worked really well after that. Yeah, you're right. Uh you know the novel that I would have killed to adapt it, and I know there's two versions of it, and I still think maybe in a deranged universe I get to do it again one day's Pet Cemetery. Because Give it 20 years. He'll get his chance. I'd say five years. Because it not only has the very best final couple of lines, but it scared me when I was a young man. And as a father, I now understand it better than I ever would have, and it scares me a hundred times more. Yeah, no, okay, Pet Cemetery. Scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid because of the chick's like crippled sister, the way that yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, who was a guy? Uh, yeah, but like the flashbacks and like as like a young child seeing someone's body like that, that's what terrified me about the whole movie. Uh, is there is there a movie that has two directors like each does half? Yes, there's several. Uh, pretty much a, a lot of movies do have what's known as an A and a B, an A side and a B side. When, in which uh, a, a main director will direct all the really heavy dialogue or heavy actor scenes. Then you'll have a B movie or uh, or a B set that will come in and direct certain other things. Like Jackie Chan and um, Chow Yun-Fat almost always exclusively work together. Jackie Chan does the dialogue. He does the, he does the in-close action shots to which you can see all the funny stuff that happens. And Chow Yun-Fat as as a B unit director comes in and does all the really cool action shots and all the really cool wide camera shots. So there's 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 usually two directors, but you know doing two two different themes of a movie like that. Yeah, there has been a couple. I know uh, Quentin Tarantino did that for more than a couple of his movies, and so has Robert Rodriguez. So let's let's see let's see this this is uh this is the 2019 movie. And uh, I don't know if you've seen... Have you seen this one, uh, Grave Robber? The 2019 oh, yeah. one? What did you think of it? I liked it. I mean, I liked it. It was 
in my opinion, a lot closer to the book, you know, with the daughter dying. It's it's proper creepy, right? Yeah. Like and honestly, as creepy. as an adult and a parent, one of my first thoughts too was how the fuck do you explain that your dead and buried child is back? Like, oh, she's just showed up. Here she is. Everything's fine. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was drinking a beer on the porch. Yeah, I was over there uh talking uh, to the fucking Trinity killer. And um, we were having some bourbon, and then there's our little angel. Mm, I don't. Daddy, <laughs> can I have some chocolate milk? What, what the Jesus fuck? Jesus Christ! <laughs> like... Oh my god! <laughs> uh, in 2019, uh, it got a rating of 57 percent. Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 32 percent. I don't think it deserved the hate. I, I think I think it was well. I think it was really well done. I didn't yeah, have people just hate tone. on remakes, you know. Always, like they... always. Go home and watch your old VHS tapes then. Like Yeah, don't bother. I mean, like fucking how how much uh how much did people love it chapter one and two? Even though it was a remake. Dude, even now people are still like Tim Curry was the better pennywise. And yeah, and people get into those arguments and which I I get into them and I go, You're comparing apples to oranges. For don't real. Do that. You've got a made for TV miniseries, Pennywise. In nineteen ninety one. Yeah, and then you've got your fucking 2017, 2019 fucking made to fucking make you go to bed with the lights on fucking Pennywise. Like, they're two totally different clowns. Very much so. And, you know, for me, you know, they're both different and they're both scary in their own rights. Yeah, but if I had to choose between the the Curry and the Scarsgar, I would pick Scarsgar series. For sure. He's, He's the one that actually feels threatening. Yeah. He feels threatening. Like like Tim Curry's Pennywise really didn't get scary until the teeth and then the wide opening of the thing. But Scarsgard was creepy from, from yeah. go. With like Ugh. the fucking like dead face and he can just move his lip like this and then his fucking ing. like that wasn't yeah. even fucking like done in post. No, it's it just was more unsettling. Eyes. Yeah, it's just way more unsettling. You're like, there is something wrong with the dude. <laughs> nah, like, just his voice, his voice, even like that, that clowny pitch. And then, hello, don't you want your boat? Don't you want your boat back, Georgie? Like, ah, Bill's gonna be mad. Yeah, and then, and then you got, then you got, like, <laughs> then you got fucking uh, Tim Curry with his voice. Hello, Georgie, you yeah. know, he's got that rasp to it. Don't don't you want your boat back? Hmm? Yeah, it floats like, down here. Yes. We all float down here. Like the one so, thing I was so disappointed different. in, they didn't even like hint at, was the whole "this is battery acid, you jerk" with the inhaler. They didn't even oh, like well, hint at it <laughs> because they were just like make him small. <laughs> well, because it was in the book. But it's it was like one of those things where it's like, well, do we really need this? Like, we need that one scene. That's true, though. Yeah, you know, like we, we can we can take those out. We can we can we can, we can just <laughs> we'll just forget about those parts. We'll forget about those parts. Uh, specifically because they're tied together. If you remember the book, they're tied together. Yeah, like yeah, the, the battery acid thing, the, the inhaler, and that scene that, that we're not going to talk about. That part, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyways, moving on from that because I don't want to talk about that. 
Anne Rice is now dead. I did not know she was this old. I yeah, I didn't know she was still alive. I didn't know she was. I didn't know she was this old. I thought she was like in her maybe sixties. It turns out she's eighty years old. She has passed away. Uh, famous uh, novel writer, one who wrote Interview with a Vampire, several other things. She even helped on the Masquerade a couple of times. Uh, that was a horrible movie, by the way. Which one? Interview with the Vampire. No, it wasn't. It was great. That uh, movie was absolutely terrible. It was such a <laughs> it was, grind to watch it. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. It showcased <laughs> a lot of what the vampires were supposed to be, rather than, you know what I mean? Like, because whatever there's lore to <laughs> vampires way before she ever came along and so she was adhering to a lot of that lore and a lot of people didn't like that because even dracula himself is part of a lore that's part of a larger world so uh her writing interview was was kind of contributing to it um uh, she she died late saturday due to complications from a stroke her son christopher announced on her facebook page and his twitter page as a writer she taught me to define genre boundaries by surrendering and surrender to my obsessive passions in her final hours i sat beside her hospital bed in all of her accomplishments and her courage uh the 1976 novel interview with vampire was later adapted uh with a script by rice into the 1994 movie directed by neil jordan starring tom cruise and brad pitt and is also set to be adapted again into an upcoming TV series on AMC. That's going to suck. That's going to suck. That's, that's going to suck. They nailed well, it. at least when they do the TV series, they won't have Anne Rice sitting there screaming at him. Like, that's not what I wrote! He's too short. He's too yeah. short. <laughs> He's a vampire. <laughs> He's supposed to be six foot five. What the fuck? <laughs> and honestly, and honestly, I've gone back and forth with so many people on this, including including uh, you know my girlfriend about the the difference between Lou uh, not Louis but Lestat in the book and Lestat in the movie. And I think Lestat in the movie was so much more interesting than Lestat in the book. Uh, Walking Dead is over, sir. The last season is airing currently. Um, Finally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Listat in the book is very withdrawn and very quiet and very stoic. I liked him being kind of a crazy fuck in the movie. Well, he had to make up for all the inches he was lacking. Well, <laughs> as someone I mean, like, that is not part of your fucking over six foot fucking <laughs> master race, let me tell you, attitude is everything when you're like five foot eight. <laughs> oh my god well i mean like so okay so uh the, like my favorite comparison in the, from the book to the movie is the line uh when they're in louisiana and they got the hookers or the prostitutes i'm sorry whatever the correct yeah, vernacular is my they're poly- prostitutes they're only hookers once you've killed them okay so uh when they're there were the prostitutes with louis and lestat and then uh when uh when lestat puts the prostitute in the in the coffin mm-hmm. and she's freaking out and you know she's like, "This is a coffin. This is a coffin." And he was, and Lestat's like fucking with her, and he's like, "Oh well, it is. You must be dead." And like she's freaking out. She's giving. She's like, "I got to give my last rites. I got to give my last rites." And you know, Lestat takes her and throws her at the foot of Louis and goes, uh, 
well, my friend here is a priest. He'll hear your confession. And the whole time, he's just this vicious dickhead. You know what I mean? But in the book, he's withdrawn. And he doesn't touch her. He lets her crawl out of the coffin by herself. He doesn't go near. She she crawls to Louis. He never interferes with the scene. So he's just sitting there back in a chair like, oh, well, it is a coffin. You must be dead. My friend is a priest. And it's like, which one is more fun? Like, in all reality, like, the, the crazy psycho fuck that's fucking with the girl or the withdrawn wannabe fucking Dracula motherfucker. I'm sorry. I mean, sorry, if I dude. had to pick my favorite thing about the interview with the vampire movie, it would be Brad Pitt's fucking lion mane. That was epic. Dude, right, though? It's <laughs> always, I've been trying to capture that for 40 years, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you need to use L'Oreal. I know, right, though? And blow dry. Towel dry so, makes your hair flat. No. I don't even towel dry. So she just fucking she... drip dry like a fucking Neanderthal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Water, good, clean, now dry. Now dry. Um, but <laughs> she is gone. She did provide us with a lot of cool stuff, and she did she did provide a lot of people in the LGBT community with a place to identify themselves. And uh, for that, we thank her. So to Anne Rice, so long and good night. But let's go ahead and get that and move on to our final pieces here. So this is something that's going to, oh my God, half of, Half of Latin America is about to down. <laughs> so many fucking dead people in today's show, dude. I know. It's kind of sad here. Legendary Mexican singer Vincente Fernandez passes away at age 81. Oh, well, the creepiest no. thing about that is, though, he's the same age as my grandfather right now. So, What well, does your grandfather sing? Home. Fucking rancheros? No, but he drinks like he's a mariachi. <laughs> <laughs> Not during the uh, day, but once it's time to relax at night, yeah. After five, what is that? It's over. I always uh, thought it was normal for people to pour brandy into their beer. I just thought that oh was a normal God. thing. Uh, so, known as El Rey, uh, he recorded more than 300 songs, sold more than 65 million albums worldwide, won three Grammys, that's American Grammys, and eight Latin Grammys. He was known for Volver y Volver. Por tu maldita amor and El Rey. He was kind of a legend. He was a legend. And <laughs> this guy, this guy had this guy was like swimming in women. I know he was married, but even at 80 years old, dude. <laughs> 80 years old, there was women flinging themselves out of a fucking catapult at this guy. Crush and they were first. like 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this guy literally is a legend, and now he's gone. And I, I think his son is doing music now, right? Yeah, I think so. Like one of his sons and one of his daughters, I think, is doing music. But uh, this is a shame. We're, we lost another legend today. So uh, two uh, one in each fucking this. category, dude. I know, right? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so long, and good night, and muchas gracias. See, salute. What the fuck, DJ? Why? Music DJ. is fucking dying. Yeah, because we got another one. 
Robbie Shakespeare, wicked base, wickedest base in reggae, has passed away at sixty-eight. What the hell? <laughs> okay. Oh, well, we're uh, just not listening to any new music anymore. I guess. <laughs> Robbie Shakespeare, the renowned reggae bassist who helped move the genre into the new sonic territory whose playing was heard on the classics uh, by Black Uhuru and Peter Tosh, as well as albums uh, by Bob Dylan Mick Jagger, has passed away at 68. His death was announced on uh, Twitter by Olivia Grange, uh, Jamaica's Minister of Culture, Gender and Entertainment and Sport. A cause of death was not immediately disclosed, but the Jamaica Gleaner noted that the musician had recently been hospitalized for kidney damage. Mm. Uh, half of the long-standing and prolific rhythm section, uh, Sly and Robbie, with his longtime friend collaborator Sly Dunbar and drum, Shakespeare was rooted in the reggae rhythms of his native Jamaica, but he and Dunbar were also sonic mad scientists moving the sound of music into syncopated electric-driven territory uh, on classic singles like Grace Jones' Pull Up to the Bumper. Wow. I actually know. DJ sends another dead person as a topic for today's show. I'm going to slap him. (laughs) For real. Lift up his fucking top lip and slap him in the gums. Like, fuck it. (laughs) So I actually know who Robbie Shakespeare is because, of course, I'm old and I have weird (laughs) taste in music. Uh, But, yeah. So long and good night and thank you. Uh, Robbie, you will be missed, man. Hmm. Well, this is a fucking depressing show, dude. Uh, let's end on a high note. How about that? All right. So, I, I don't know. I'm not a pro Britney person. I really don't care because none of it affects my life. But Britney Spears has ended her conservativeship, period. Nobody's taking over conservatorship. Her dad is gone. Her sister's is gone. Her money is now hers. She has been releasing uh, TikToks and Instagram videos of her just cursing up a storm. I don't know if you've seen that shit. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, this, this. I think she was. I think she was literally handcuffed for so much of her life, and she's going nuts right now. Even at forty years old, she's she's my age. And uh, but she's she's won her independence. She is no longer under any conservativeship. Nobody owns anything she does, uh, and she's and she's uh. Thanks, DJ. I already told you about the Rolling Stone. So she's there you go. Free. She's free. So Shit. after fifteen fucking years, she's finally free of conservativeship. So way to go, Brittany. Uh, go nuts. <laughs> I don't usually say that, but fucking go nuts, dude. Fuck it. Go nuts, bro. Live your fucking life. <laughs> Live it. We are for it. We are for hedonistic values. Go nuts, bro. Hell yeah. Make a mumble rap album and talk about all the people that pissed you off. Honestly, that would be interesting. <laughs> talk about all the weird celebrities you fucked. Hey. Talk about the little Filipino boys from Florida you want to fuck. I mean, whatever. <laughs> 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 I'm down for it. I'm down for it. Let's fucking do it. But I like the party, you know? <laughs> <laughs> let's dead this and start wrapping this bitch up. So, uh, it is custom around here, and you know that. So, go ahead, Bing Bong. 
Oh, Bing Bong can't read. I will try. <clears throat> First, lewd. Akiva mint. Unla. Okay. All right. So if you guys don't already know, which some of you might not, but most of you hopefully do, um, VT Network, we run off Patreon because we're all a bunch of broke boys. So we have three different tiers to hopefully whet your appetite. So if you decide you have a little bit of extra money and want to donate some, you know, maybe get something in return, here's what we offer. First blood tier, $1 a month. Most people can afford that. Some can't. If you can't, we understand. But with that $1 a month, you get the name of your choosing in the credits of every episode, thus making you a podcast producer. You can put it on your resume. Resumes, you can put it in your portfolio. It's totally valid. The UAV tier, which is three kills, um, three dollars a month, you get the name of your choosing in every credits of the episodes. Also, you get access to the post show, which releases every Wednesday, and you get access to the minute with DJ. It's fun little things. It's literally a minute long. Uh, and then for all the big, bold, fucking diehard philanthropists out there, we've got the airstrike tier, five bucks a month. If you really want to show that you just you 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 got it, man. You can you wear the bling. You carry the Apple phones. Subscribe to this one, Apple tier. Apple, <laughs> Apple tier. Five dollars a month for the airstrike tier. You get access to a monthly movie roast, which is usually dead man getting drunk, roasting the shit out of movies, entertaining as hell. Access to the post show every Wednesday. You get your name read out loud at the end of the credits in every episode. The name of your choosing is also written for every episode. You get your sticker bombs each month, which I have got forever. I love it. I got stickers everywhere. My toolbox, my welding helmet, on my dresser. Fucking stickers are everywhere. Sometimes it drives me crazy, but it's worth it. You're also automatically entered into a three-month giveaway, which is every three months they pick a random Patreon and send them some random cool shit. It's pretty fun. And you get the Minute with DJ. So if I was to suggest one, I would suggest the Airstrike tier. Um, because honestly, that's five bucks a month. It's totally worth it, even just for the sticker bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Totes. Good job. Uh, Apple versus Android, more beef. There is no beef. It's just personal preference. <laughs> like in, in, in all reality, like I, I, I want to be a dick about it. I want to kind of like, like poke that bear. But honestly, it's just, it's just personal preference. It's what you want to do with the phone. He's a Copenhagen boy. Um, I used Apple... to do Grizzly, but then I dated this rep next supermodel and she convinced me to switch to copenhagen uh apple versus android it's just personal preference and what you do with the phone on a daily basis that's all it is i have an android because i don't want people to steal my phone that's really all it comes Pretty down to it, nobody's <laughs> nobody's stealing androids <laughs> somebody comes back with your phone they steal it like, oh dude no you need that sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fine though, because I mean, like, you'll get it back. I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, I was actually thinking about switching to Android uh, now that I have a Windows PC setup, but uh, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, namely, because I was like, they've had years. They've had years since I've had an Android phone. Let's see if they've updated the speed of the keyboard. You know what I mean? Because I, you know me. You know I type. I type like an angry ex-girlfriend. So. <laughs> okay, first of all, the keyboards are not great still. No. Sometimes they'll just freak out. 
and yeah. it'll be like, oh, you swipe texted. I'm like, no, I didn't. I don't know what a girfriner is, but thanks. <laughs> I don't know what this word means. Why did I send it to my mother? Oh God. <laughs> But that's that's just it. I, I do type like in like an angry ex girlfriend, and I type that fast. So I'm doing like fucking, brrr. and uh, so uh, Android still hasn't caught up, and that's that's literally the number one reason why. Everything else I can work with. It's just I need that keyboard. Uh, I've heard that Apple is for simple minded people, said by dead men like politicians. <laughs> uh, I said it's more secure, <coughs> and it is for people that are not as tech savvy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, user friendly is just code for it's good for idiots. It is, and yeah. I'm an idiot, so that's why I have it. That's true, but at uh, least but you don't smell bad. I don't. I don't. Uh, so, uh, if you like what you're talking, if you like what we're talking about, you want to send in more subjects, hit up our email vtnetwork84 at gmail.com. If you want to go to any of the social medias we have, it's vtnetwork the number two on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and we do have stuff on there. Uh, Mustard right now is in a bit of a tech slump with what's going on with him, but he's going to be doing more and more on there as we go along. Uh, and uh, if you don't want to do the monthly thing and, uh, you know, a one-time purchase for something really cool is more your style, go to our shop. That is vtnetwork80 uh, vtnetwork.redbubble.com. I was trying to click the thing at the same time. It wasn't working. Where we have currently 11 designs with the 12th on the way as soon as I get it fucking approved. Uh, but this comes on a lot of things. It comes on hats. What, what, what's yeah, the, what's so do I. <laughs> anyway. Yes, I do want a drunk to email me. Yes, I do. I want you guys to. We, all of us have access to it, dude. We're, we all we're all drinkers. Even even DJ on occasion has a, a drink or two. So now that it's the Christmas time of year, let's take a look at this. This is our VTN must hat. And this comes on uh, this comes on, on over eighty products, including hoodies, including T-shirts, A-shirts. I don't know why you would wear this in the winter, but I'm, you're in Florida, you would I wear mean, that. Lucky uh, I'm wearing a shirt at all in the winter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was 96 degrees on Thursday. Oh my God, no! Like <laughs> uh, laptop skins, stickers, phone cases, in case you want to, you know, VTN it for the holidays. Uh, we got uh, framed art prints for some reason. Yo, okay. First of all, I have a framed art print and I love it. Oh, can cool. I show everybody? You want me to? Yeah, it? bring it on here. I'll, I'll fucking solo mode you when you come back. Uh, we got shower curtains. We got comforters in case you want to sleep with us. Duvet covers, throw pillows, uh, fitted masks, pins, coffee cups. You name it, we got it. Well, of yeah, course, right, right by the front door when everybody comes in. Let's let's uh, solo layout right there. What's, What's up, Chuckle Fox? <laughs> That's that's my favorite piece of wall art in the house. And he's got that. So uh, let me bring this back over here. There we go. And if you buy stuff, you get to try to make dead man puke on camera. Yes. Okay. And I was I was getting to that. And remember <laughs> that if you buy more than $7 worth of merch, email your receipt to me or uh, vtnetwork84 at gmail.com. And let us know that you purchased more than $7 worth of merch. And if you purchase more than $7 worth of merch, you get to send in a video. Try to disgust me. Try to make me gag uh, on, on camera, on the post show. And it happens. Uh, every, you can do it once a week. I'm not limiting this to once a month. I'm, I'm doing it once a week. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and it's and it's really difficult to make me gag, but when I do, it it's pretty it's pretty bad. It's a pretty it's a pretty terrible fucking thing, and it takes a lot. But I, I mean, I do get there. Uh but <laughs> once again, that is vtnetwork.redbubble.com, and we do have there there are there are sales going on right now. Uh, I know there's a twenty six percent or twenty five or twenty six percent sale. <laughs> I don't remember which one it is. I don't remember if it's 25 or 26. They always they always make a they always make like weird weird denominations. Like the other day was 17% off. And I was like, so why 17? What why is not? that? I don't know. Like That's it the Lord's me. number. Oh my god. <laughs> Can't make my wife gag. Well, that just means that she's a professional, bro. So with all she's that's... really good at brushing the back teeth. That's all that means. Yeah, man. That's Stop all that being means. perverted. Uh, <laughs> uh, but with all that said and done, we're gonna get the fuck out of here, and we're going to go to the post show where we're gonna view uh, the Island Boys. We're gonna look at Party Till I Die. If you Was know, it? you if yes. you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't know, <laughs> it looks like what you see when you contact connect to outsource customer service. Okay, I'm going to send you a link. Now, if you oh would God, please no. click reverse connection, I will take care of everything on your PC. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you. Uh, and, I, and I forgot, of course, to thank everybody. Thank you, Paul Schroyer, for keeping us on and keeping us going. Thank you to the Magic Squirrel Network, and thank you to our patrons, which is Lofus, the Grave Robber, of course, uh, the Raging Caucasian, Cheyenne Carroll, Sherry Finks, Mr. Blacklung, Ashley, Gibby, Crocoduck, Scoop, and Mike Smith himself. Thank you very, very much. We can't do this show without you guys, and you guys keep us up, and you guys keep us going, and we get better every month because of you guys. So thank you so, so much, and I hope you all got your stickers, and if you didn't, please contact us, vtnetwork84 at gmail.com. I will make it right. But <laughs> that's that's the latest sticker right there. And there are there are new stickers for the sticker bombs. I'm only gonna give you a small preview, guys. Yeah, so I told you I got fucking sticker bombs everywhere from these guys. Like so uh we got new stuff. <laughs> we got new stuff. Uh so all that's gonna be going out uh later. Uh yeah, actually in a day or two. So uh thank you guys very much. So we're gonna get the fuck out of here. So say good night, Grave Robber. Uh, good night, DJ. That works. <laughs>